0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Portable Magic Dispenser, a podcast for your library, school library, public library, whatever uh, library you may find yourself in. I hope you find these useful. These are usually short um, episodes where I just talk about things that I find important or interesting, and sometimes I have interviews, etc. So here we go. Today I'm going to talk about something that seems to be um, maybe controversial, is not the right word, but it does always generate discussion, and I'm not sure. It should be controversial or anything like that I'm going to talk about weeding And the importance of weeding I love weeding um, To me it's as important as purchasing new books uh, You need to weed your books uh, I know it can um, Make people feel uncomfortable um, And to community members Who use a public library Or outside staff members at a school It can often seem like it's um, Sacrilegious <laughs> um, But it's crucial for a healthy library, um, and it will actually increase circulation. And I have some reasons why I think everybody should weed libraries, uh, weed books in libraries and when, when to do it. Um, first thing is that it lets your collection stand out. It, it brings attention to the books that are there. Um, it lets, it, face out displays are it, crucial. Um, whether you like the idea or not, people do, and students in the library, borrow books buy books whatever you are whatever situation you're in based on the covers um more regularly than you may think so i feel like when schools have school librarians books get borrowed a lot because the librarian is pushing them on to them in a good way um, and they are seeing different books being advertised or promoted but If they don't have that kind of situation Or if they're in a bookshop or whatever Public library They are borrowing books based on the cover You can't have that situation um, When you've got wall-to-wall crammed books uh, on shelves Where they're seeing nothing but spines I talked to um, I interviewed a great librarian named Kelsey Bogan From the US recently And uh, they talked about the importance of this idea they have a dynamic shelving creating great displays within the shelves and you know a great setup where the the books are really popping out and the idea that when students get faced with rows and rows of spines they kind of freeze up so and that's true uh, and i see it on a daily basis and uh, we're not perfect because we lack shelving, in my opinion, in my library, and I'm working on that. But we have over 9,000 books now, and we are running out of space. So it's a huge issue. So weeding becomes even more crucial. Uh, when I first started at at, the, at Glenthorne, where I'm now at, I've been there almost 10 years, um, there was no weeding policy. The books were not in any kind of order. They were just crammed in, and they were crammed in so tight I couldn't move them. Um, This actively prevents people from trying to take books from the shelves. Um, It also means that they're not going to bother reading the blurb or even looking at the cover. Because it's a chore. It's a chore to grab the book. Um, Then weeding creates the space to have the books um, pop out. Also, to do things that I really love to do where I have teachers and a student do... I, I call them shelf talkers. I don't really like that word, but it's what they are. There's like little plastic... Um, face-out covers where like recipe cards I call them recipe cards because apparently I'm 103 years old but the little uh, cards can go in where they write their own book reviews um, and uh, that you can't have that with books that are crammed in so they hang over the shelf um, students love to see in my experience staff uh, what staff and teachers are reading and what other students are reading and recommending and so I try really hard to have that kind of situation Not possible in an unweeded shelf. Um, What do you weed and when? You need to tailor it to your library. Um, In my library, if a fiction book doesn't move in four years, I I think why why am I hanging on to this book? Four years is a long time in the school. If you think about someone who's eleven when they come to our school and they're fifteen or sixteen when they and a book still has not been borrowed, why have they not borrowed that book? Um, it, I need to understand that and then work it out um hopefully you know if you do read it you've made the right decision maybe it's just because it hasn't had enough attention and I will try hard to save books um, I will think oh well, I've read this or I'm gonna check this out and see why and if you know if it's a book that feels dated or just maybe I am lucky enough to have enough budget to borrow uh, to buy another one with it maybe there's an updated cover and that might be the thing but I will weed it without question um, you have to be ruthless and I don't really understand the I don't I honestly don't understand the mentality of it's it's horrible to weed books it's not it's really a good idea and you need to be doing it um, sometimes a book just lives its life and then moves on um, it's hard to explain borrowing tastes and it's hard to capture it uh, in my school students love um, a mixture but they love The older ones, maybe 13 and up, they are obsessed with murder mysteries. And maybe younger than that, they love comedy, which kind of tracks. I guess maybe that's kind of on the nose. But, um, I mean, and they love comics and and manga. So not really a surprise there. But I think books that maybe don't seem to fit um, any kind of genre or are too long-winded, to be perfectly honest, they don't make it. Um, And they just don't get borrowed and those there's a lot of those books. I hate to say it, uh, but there are and that's just the sad truth. Um, is this book you need to ask yourself these questions. Is the book relevant? Is it misleading or inaccurate? That's stuff def- especially with nonfiction. Nonfiction is tricky because they cost a ton of money and they can be it can be really hard for you to like remove a book that's in perfect condition but is simply not moving. A nonfiction you have to be a bit more generous in my in my experience. Um it's it's not an easy thing to do with nonfiction because it is easy if it's like a medical um, book or (laughs) there used to be these books that I found them here in the UK I'm sure they're in Canada too but they're obviously from like when I arrived they were still in my library and they were like from the late 80s I think early 90s and they would just say like drugs and they would have a picture of a kid You know, and this is a serious topic, I understand, but that book's not gonna move. And if it is, it's gonna be moved ironically, and it's gonna be graffitied or something. So you need to, I guess, got rid of those. Um, There's plenty of information we can give students online that's accurate and not have that. And you need to think about that as well. And I justified um, avoiding buying books like that date really quickly because it costs me more money and i have a subscription to britannica because it's cheaper to have a subscription to britannica than and have all this great nonfiction on there that's constantly being updated than constantly buying and weeding and dealing with these nonfiction books um that's just my opinion um so my other advice is take don't weed everything at once um this will be stressful and time consuming and also create a huge backlog um I do it throughout the year. Maybe four times a year, we do a scan of certain areas or see if we missed anything. It by the time you hit the fourth session, <laughs> it um, becomes easier, and will obviously um, there'll be less books to weed. Um, and circulation will go up after you've undertaken this weeding program. We are weeding regularly, so we've got it kind of like a well-oiled machine. But this year, for you know post-pandemic uh, restrictions i don't say post-pandemic lightly but post-pandemic restrictions uh we have more books borrowed than in any other year so and part of it is due that when the lockdown was on i was still going to work of course um, as was all most teachers and people here in the uk um <laughs> putting ourselves at risk but uh we were going in and i took that opportunity in a near empty library to weed and my colleague and i weeded you know viciously um, what do you do with all the books uh, I do not speak for any of the libraries so, but I do a lot of different things <laughs> if I have a weeded book that is taking up too much space but I think hey some kids may still enjoy this um, and it's in good condition I will put it in one of two places, I have a book swap outside, the of the school it's just like a box, it looks like a giant birdhouse um, and I put it in there free books oh, and I also have a free to keep box in the library this is a box it's a giant wheeled shelving unit really not giant but it students can just grab like maybe they're in a rush and they just want to grab a book you know they they can never they're they're always incredulous that they can borrow these books or keep these books forever it's like yes just take them um and i put it in there um it's a very popular place with students who just need a book and maybe they don't want to maybe they're having They're anxious about approaching us at the desk, which I find heartbreaking, but maybe that's the case or maybe they're just in a huge rush and they just need to grab a book and they can do that and keep it forever. Um, I also alert the art department because they've done some really fantastic things with books. And if a book's falling apart, I do blackout poetry with them. Um, I do make bookmarks out of books uh, like manga that's fallen apart without question. I've made... Um, keychains um, using falling apart books with images in them Um, blackout poetry is an easy one you can also do tons of different things with them Um, the art department loves having them because they can use them Um, if i also think that they're in good condition and we don't have any room or space i will bring them to a charity shop that we have here in the uk like oxfam will take them and I won't do that with nonfiction that's out of date. I'll try to give that to the art department because I don't think it's fair to donate stuff like that to a charity shop. I just think that's it's like using a charity shop as a trash bin. Um, there's always something you can do uh, with these books. Um, so, uh, really, it should be done all the time. And I say all the time, but you know, three four times a year for me some people like to do it more than that and that's absolutely fine um i think you need to if you have other people in your library other colleagues and staff you need to train them uh, to keep a constant eye out for things that you think need to be weeded um sometimes and this is a good i know this is a very kind of lofty position to speak from in this way but sometimes we do get donations and that's really awesome and um Sometimes, though, the donations means I've got duplicates of books, and I, I will just instantly weed those. I will uh, I will tell the people as well. i say, look, this is great. We'll take them, but I may use these as prizes. That's another thing I use them for. If they're in good condition and, and relevant and nice, I will say we're going to use these as a prize. Maybe we'll have a quiz uh, at the end of the week. We do a quiz every month, a book quiz. Here you go. And, you know, free books. Um, you know, you still also you need to there's a lot of work involved with weeding you need to remove it from your system you do need it it does take it does take work so i just want to recap why it's important to weed um a make it makes space for new materials it provides space for display and make great books stand out it will increase your circulation without a doubt it makes your library easier to use easier to navigate and much more appealing with nonfiction, it means you are removing um, fake or false or misleading information or you're updating your information Um, it should be done by obviously the library manager who directs the staff I don't think if you have a big library and you have lots of staff I just don't think you should just be giving them like it shouldn't be the wild west where they're just throwing stuff out i think everything should be reviewed <laughs> carefully um but you need a weeding policy um my policy is very simple it's and if you need it you can email me at lml at glenthorn. Um, dot sutton dot i know that's a long one but um you can also contact me on twitter at lucas j maxwell um my weeding policy is simple but it just says um the dates that we you know weed stuff five uh, four for four years. I sometimes you will use five if I think it's if I feel like giving it a chance. Um and the the dates that we use it and why. And if so if anybody asks, I have these reasons why, um and how we do it, how it how they're removed from our system in case any staff members, new staff come along and need that information. Um, it's a really important aspect of of librarianship and needs to be done uh, regularly. Um, having empty shelves or empty looking shelves is a good thing. It means you can use that for display. and it means you can fill it if you have the budget, hopefully, with um, with great material. Less is always more, okay? I um, hope that's okay. I hope that wasn't too sounding too uh, condescending. But it is something I, <laughs> I'm i confused by the reaction against it. And I think you should tr- do it. And, and please, um, you know, pull the trigger, for lack of a better term, and um, move on with weeding because it is very, very important. Um, okay, that's it for this episode, a short one. Um, the importance of weeding. Thank you very much. Take care. Talk to you soon.